Track 8 Daily Life in Early Medieval North Cork The rich mosaic of early medieval life revealed during the excavations was more than just the story of impressive fortifications and royal connections. A detailed picture of the tasks that consumed the daily existence of the community also emerged from beneath the soil. It was told through the mills they worked, the crops they produced, and the animals they reared. Some of this story was chronicled through the physical remains of their labours in the landscape, and some through the discarded waste of their industrial and agricultural pursuits. Anyone growing up in early medieval North Cork would have grown quickly accustomed to the sights and sounds of ironworking. Evidence for this highly skilled occupation was found everywhere along the route of the M8. Few sites were more impressive than that at Ballinglana North, where the detritus of ancient smiths lay strewn all around. Between the 7th and 9th centuries, this patch of ground near the Glencora stream had reverberated with the endless hammer and hiss of metalworking, when it operated as a large-scale manufacturing centre. The iron waste they threw away was overloaded with what are known as smithing hearth cakes. These distinctive lumps of slag are created in bloomery furnaces. Their unusually large sizes a telltale sign to specialists that Bellinglana North was in the business of raw iron production. Many of these cakes were unearthed in a 60 metre long ditch that paralleled the Glencora. Originally created in an effort to harness the power of the river, the water that coursed through this ditch may once have driven a massive hammer designed to manipulate raw iron. If so, it will be the first such evidence from Ireland. But there is another possibility. The Ballinglana North Ditch may have once acted as the head race for an early medieval mill. In the 1950s, just such a mill was discovered at Glenwood, only 200 metres downstream. Mills like this were tied to one of the other activities that was a staple of life in the region. Cereal production. Plant remains dating to the early medieval period were discovered at five sites on the scheme. At Gotor, the cereal grains still lay within the kiln that had been built to dry them out more than 1,200 years ago. Drying grain in this way stopped it from germinating and aided long-term storage. The Gotor farmer had chosen to build a simple figure-of-eight-shaped kiln and flue. The fire set at the mouth of the flue created hot air that was drawn into the kiln, drying the contents. Unfortunately, sparks from the flames set the structure alight, burning the cereal within. Though a setback for the early medieval farmer, the carbonised grain was preserved, awaiting its future archaeological discovery. Analysis of grains like these tells us what crops were favoured. Oats were particularly popular, as they had an ability to thrive in the temperate Irish climate. Wheat and barley were also grown in significant quantity, along with smaller amounts of rye. Together, these cereals were the key ingredients in foodstuffs like bread, porridge and pottages, and in the brewing of beer. 
The waste straw and chaff also provided an important raw material, used for everything from beds to baskets. These crops were also vital for livestock, supplying feed for the animals that were the cornerstone of early medieval agriculture. At the Ballinacarraga Clifftop Fort, one animal reigned supreme. Cattle were the lifeblood of the local economy, as they were all over the island. They were of such importance that a person's wealth was measured not in gold and silver, but in the size of their herd. The residents of Ballinacarraga were wealthy indeed. The excavations produced one of the largest assemblages of animal bones ever found in Munster, and over half were from cattle. Among them were oxen to help till the fields and bulls to renew the herd, but the great majority were cows, kept primarily for dairy production and as a source of meat and hides in later life. The Ballinacarraga farmers also raised sheep for their wool, milk and meat, and a small number of pigs roamed the interior of their fort. Occasionally, the residents would set out on horseback in pursuit of red deer and hare, but it was cattle around which they built their society. The rich soils that surrounded the river function were ideal for pasture, and early medieval farmers cleared acres of woodland to satisfy the needs of their growing herds. In doing so, they set in motion a transformation of the countryside that would accelerate in the centuries to come. Though the modern landscape of North Cork has been shaped in innumerable ways, few rival cattle rearing in impact and importance. It is a livelihood that even after the passage of more than a thousand years remains central to the fabric of everyday life in the region.